Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello, guys. Hi. So we are knock, knock, knocking on episode 34. Not sure if we're going with Clapton or Dylan or the always sultry sounds of (laughs) Axl Rose's pains gasping or whatever he does, but we're knocking. Don't knock it till you try it, right? Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, a music reference. I always thought that was just the name of the Cowboy Bebop movie. <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> well, speaking of 34, at the time of recording, it is absolutely freezing in Michigan. Below freezing, actually. That's where Adam and I are. So 34 degrees Fahrenheit would be a heat wave. In fact, it was <laughs> it was 20 yesterday, and I drove to work with the windows down. Wow, very balmy. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. It was amazing. I mean, it was negative 13 last week. Yes, it was. most of the week. That was miserable. Jeez. Yep. So that was with the wind chill, right? No. The oh, wind really? chill was negative 18. Oh, God. Yeah, I knew it was cold last week. I didn't realize it was that cold. Jeez. Well, frozen it's, mustache. It's that, it's that cold when you get inside and you like, it you hurts. like start. Well, and, and then you like get inside and you have to like open your eyes really wide and like open your mouth because it feels like your face is frozen in place. <laughs> You're trying to like break all the ice off your face. All the nose hairs are frozen and stuck together. <laughs> See, like if nope. I go out and shovel in below zero weather, when I come inside, the heat actually hurts. At yeah. least for me. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you experience that too. Oh yeah. I actually remember one time speaking of uh, faces getting frozen one time when I was in college and I went to a college that has a campus that's fairly flat and it's only about 20 miles off of the Lake Michigan coast. So when it gets windy, there's nothing to block the wind. And I had to walk to the history building, which was on the other side of campus from where I was living. Like it was probably a 20 minute walk or so. And uh, by the time I got to the building that I needed to get to, I had icicles on my eyelashes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I guess on the on the plus side, though, you didn't have to walk uphill both ways. So there is always that. That's true. That's true. But I um, did actually have to walk through an alternate dimension to get there, which wasn't fun. But, you well, know. maybe if you, guys, space. if you guys want to get to 34 degrees, maybe you should be knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if you missed our last episode, you should really check it out. When the gang and I talked about nanopets, gigapets, and Tamagotchis. And some weird Godzilla knockoff that Brian's dad found in an enchanted forest somewhere. <laughs> Isn't that at Menards? It is. <laughs> yes, it is. I think you're right. <laughs> well, you can find that in all of our past episodes at www.datingourselvespodcast.com, on iTunes, Google Music, and wherever you find your podcasts. Coincidentally, also in an enchanted forest at <laughs> Good Menards. Good to know. Good to That's know. Correct. <laughs> Next to the Shasta Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can buy in a 100-gallon container at a time. $2.12 packs. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) The cheapest sugar buzz you'll get. (laughs) Besides maybe Fago. But even then, you got to hunt out the right Fago to get that sugar buzz. That's true. Maybe That's the true. cream soda. The red pop isn't going to do it for you. That's no. for noobs. Maybe, maybe a rock and rye. Ooh, rock Ooh, and rye. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Well, we really appreciate our listener support, and we'd like to share some kind words left by one of those listeners on iTunes about our show. If you'd like to leave us your own five-star written review on iTunes, we would definitely love to read it on air as a way to say thanks. This week's five-star review, it's from Sully280. It says, Such a variety of topics, and the guys cover them wonderfully, thoughtfully, and humorously, holding out for when Mad Men, the animated series, becomes a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, Sully280. We all are. (laughs) 
Hey, the good news is we have a friend that is actually an animator that recently moved back to the state, so I think we're gonna make this happen. And I'm sure he's listening right now, and he's probably already coming up with an estimate we can't afford. Uh, well, thank you, Sully280. Five-star reviews are always encouraged, and please be sure to tell your friends about Dating Ourselves podcast. So let's get started. This week, I'm going to be leading off the long-awaited discussion on water parks. Coincidentally, submitted by nobody, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's a you shared mean, life experience. I okay? think we have all been through the hell of a water park. <laughs> The hell and the heaven, you know? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, you get there and you are so excited, but when you have to sit in your mom's minivan with, like, soaking shorts on the whole way home, that's less exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and when you also have to get stitches because you ran into the no running sign. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For those of you who have listened to our previous episode, I want to say it was maybe episode six or seven. It was pretty early on. Where we talked about Cedar Point, we also mentioned Michigan's Adventure and one of our old elementary school friends who ran right into a no running sign at a water park and uh, needed stitches. Oh, it was episode, looks like seven. So, Well, make sure you go back and listen to it because that was a great episode. Yeah, we talked about TRL and Laffy Taffy in that episode. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Laffy Total Taffy. Request Live. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, remember, we will pick next episode topic at the end of the show. It will be Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia gonna... Combat! <laughs> Paul's oh, on sorry. a five-second delay. Did I interrupt you, Adam? <laughs> so it's going to be wait, me. wait, there's more. <laughs> it slices, it dices. Look at that tomato. <laughs> At this rate, our episode's going to be 57 minutes long just to get into the actual topic. <laughs> <laughs> so next uh, next episode will either be me and Y2K or Paul and that lovable treat that everyone remembers, Gushers. We will also visit our old friend, the Hopper of Imagination, to get another topic for Brian. So Brian, before we do that, tell us about water parks, dude. Yeah, far out, man. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so water parks. Uh, this is a topic I've been holding on to for a long time, mostly because I really, really suck at nostalgic combat apparently and never get the uh, <laughs> never get the questions right. Get good noob. <laughs> but for anyone that's from the States or Canada, water parks are extremely common. Um, they're fairly common throughout the rest of the world, but by far and away the largest market would be the U.S. and Canada. And what they are, for anyone who's not familiar, is they're an amusement park and they feature water play areas. So swimming pools, water slides, um, lazy rivers, raft rides, all sorts of different things like that. They first came to popularity in the U.S. during the 1940s and early 50s. So you can kind of imagine what that must have been like with all the the old Bel Airs and things like that pulling up and kids running and screaming and hollering and all that good shit. <laughs> Is that <laughs> when uh, people decided sure. to settle in Florida and realized it was too hot to just be stagnant? I think that must be it, yeah. And as you know, more uh, more cities like Phoenix and things like that were getting established... Yeah, I'm sure that was part of it. <laughs> Although the Can you the, have a water park in Phoenix? You absolutely can. You have to like use irrigation to bring the water in, <laughs> but you absolutely can. Yeah, so there's about a thousand parks in the US alone. And there's Really? Uh, yeah. So and they range in size from some are absolutely gigantic. I know in the past we've talked about Michigan's Adventure and Wild Water Adventure. Disney World also has several water parks on their campus, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. But there's also a lot of much smaller ones as well that are included in that figure. And there's literally dozens that open new every single year. So it's a very popular thing to do in the summer. Most are outdoors. And actually, from what I could tell, the largest grouping of them is actually in the Midwest. So places like Wisconsin, Illinois, for the whatever Dallas. reason, yeah, for whatever reason, they have a ton, a ton 
of water parks out in that area. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because they're kind of landlocked states. Except for Wisconsin, you know, you have like Michigan. Or but Michigan. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's just because you can get fresh water relatively cheaply. Whereas like we talked about with Phoenix, you would have to like irrigate that in, like pump it through with aqueducts. <laughs> Old Roman Empire style. But yeah, I, I think that might be a big part of it. And I think a lot of it too is during the, the 40s and 50s, that was an area where lots of people were moving like to the suburbs of Milwaukee and Chicago and things like that. So they were looking for things for their kids to do um, now that more people were living in areas like that. That would be my guess if I had to <laughs> had to stake a claim. But yeah, so most of these parks are outdoor and typically open during the summer unless you're in a place like Florida or you know where, where it's warm all year long and that you can use it all year. However, there's a lot of indoor water parks as well. The first ever indoor water park was built in 1985 in what city do you guys think? Dells. Nope. Oh. I'm going to guess wherever the Double J, is it the Double J Ranch or what is it, Great Wolf Lodge in Michigan is? Oh, um, so the, well, there is a Great Wolf Lodge in Traverse City. Yeah, the original is in the Dells, though, which is why it I is. guessed that. The actual original indoor water park was built in 1985 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, in the West Edmonton Mall. So Really? Yeah, so it was built in the mall, from what I can tell. I've never That's been there. That's a very Canadian thing to do. It is. <laughs> you get your poutine. Let's go to the mall. Yep, you get your poutine, <laughs> you watch your Edmonton Oilers, and then you go uh, take a dip. <laughs> you go in. <laughs> So, uh, but as Paul's mentioned a couple times, Wisconsin Dells, which is very close to where past guest of the show, Greg, might remember him from our Garbage Pail Kids episode. He lives relatively near there. And the Wisconsin Dells is considered water park capital of the world with over 15 water parks in the city proper. So, although I... In a row. Yeah. They're literally in a row. So I take it you've been, Paul. I've, I've actually never been. I've only been to Milwaukee a handful yep. of times, and I've not seen any any other part of Wisconsin. Yeah, I've been a couple times, mostly with Greg uh, when we go to visit him. We stayed at Great Wolf Lodge uh, one time, which was a pretty awesome experience. And there's a park right across the street from Great Wolf called the Oasis. And in between uh -huh. Great Wolf Lodge and the Oasis is a Damon's Restaurant. Damon's? Or there was. Wow. I was told it was closed. And it, wow. it is since closed. Oh. But at the time we were going to Great Wolf Lodge, I forced the convoy of vehicles to pull over when I saw the Damon's so that I could have dinner there. Because the last Damon's I'm aware of in Michigan closed like 15 years ago or better. Is there? Is, oh, that's disappointing. Is there still one in Grand Haven? I know there used to be one. I'm unfamiliar if there is. I'll be really sad if there has been one there and I didn't know it for all this time. I'll have to do some research uh, offline, but to fill everyone else in who's listening, Damon's was a sports bar, but instead of specializing in cheeseburgers or pizza or something like that, they specialized in ribs, and they were awesome. <laughs> it was also one of the first places I know of that ran the... NTN uh, Buzz uh, Time Trivia. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. so that was one of the... So now, like, if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, they always have those trivia games that you can play. Damon's was one of the first ones I ever remember ha carrying that, and they had them on these huge projector screens that were in the place. It was so cool, and it was so much fun to go, because, like, especially this place was pretty huge, like a pretty big dining area, and, and especially the sports bar area. And so usually you got some pretty intense competition in those. It was pretty so awesome. sad that I still remember the schedule that sports trivia was Monday to go along with Monday night football. Kids <laughs> trivia nice. was six to seven on Wednesdays and they had like a little tournament thing for kids 12 or younger. That was followed up by sci-fi trivia from eight or from seven to eight thirty, And then Fridays was X-Files. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have a memory like a steel trap, man. We it's went, unbelievable. We went Monday, Wednesday, Friday, specifically for the trivia, all the time. Nice. 
Well, I mean, I went for the trivia. I think my parents went to and enjoy an adult beverage, and it gave them a time for away from me because I never left the trivia area. <laughs> sure, sure. That's fair. Unfortunately, That's I have fair. a mind, like my furnace filter. So. <laughs> um. So, what was your favorite park in Wisconsin Dells, other than the Damons? Obviously, that that's the best part. But what would, uh, in terms of water parks, what was your favorite, Paul? And you already established that I cannot answer Damons. <laughs> I know you can get water while you're there, but yeah, something other there than were, there's the Ho Chunk Casino that's not terribly far. Okay. Okay. Uh, if I that's have a nice to, watering yeah. hole. That's, that's different than a water park. <laughs> if I have to go with water park, I have to say I enjoyed Great Wolf Lodge. And that is the older original Great Wolf Lodge, so it's a little bit dated. But they have like rooms that are shaped like cabins, and you get a lot of extra space, and you can order pizza to the room. And I don't know. I just enjoyed it for that aspect of it. Is it felt more comfortable than the usual seedy hotel that's associated with the water park? Sure, sure. And that was going to be my next question. I, I actually have never been to a uh, a Great Wolf Lodge, so it sounds like you have. Yes. It was only the Wisconsin Dells location because that's kind of the unique thing about it. For those people not familiar, Great Wolf Lodge has locations all over the country, so it's kind of like Six Flags, except it's specifically indoor water parks right. instead of roller coaster parks. Adam, had you ever been to Great Wolf Lodge? I never have, no. I think by the time I even realized they existed, I was already well into my teen, like late teens or early 20s, and just at that point never had a chance to go. Gotcha, gotcha. So what are some of the water parks you guys remember uh, attending? Uh, Paul's already given us a couple, but um, and any other ones? The main ones I remember going to were uh, Six Flags Great America. Oh, yeah, they do have and, a water park there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Um, especially the one in Chicago is the one I remember going to. In fact, that was the same day I got to meet Greg Maddox, the the uh, Hall of Fame pitcher from Chicago and wow. Cleveland and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was a pretty exciting day for me. So, yeah, so uh, Six Flags Great America... Michigan Adventures or the Wild Water Adventures, whatever it's called. Two parks for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm trying to remember. I swear there was another one I've been to, but I can't think of what it is uh, now. AJ's <laughs> Water Park in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. And before that, Splash. Splash, yep. So, so there used to be yeah. two AJ's locations, one on the southeast side and one on the northwest side. But the one that was on the southeast side behind Art Van, wow, we're <laughs> yeah. going yep. super local, guys. We're going super local. I apologize. But um, that <laughs> used to be a splash. And I loved going there as a kid. Um, they that had a cool, water yeah. playground there that had multiple dinosaur structures. Like there was a brontosaurus you could slide down its tail and there's a big stegosaurus that had like water shooting out of its like plates on its back. It was so cool. The only thing then, that bothered me about the dinosaur is how many people have to yell yabba dabba do. <laughs> like we get it. It's been done. I don't want to hear a thousand children yelling yabba dabba do 30 times a day. And I've only, if I've only been there a half hour and I'm all ready to burn the place to the ground, I can only imagine how the employees feel. Yeah, no and I would imagine it has to be worse now that people have like cell phones that they can record their kids saying it. So like the parents are encouraging them to do it and then laughing when they do it, which only encourages them to do it more. It's got to be terrible. <laughs> I just remembered what the other one I've been to is I'm trying to find the name of it uh, real quick. Typhoon Lagoon yes. in Disney. Oh, in Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah. And that one was really cool. I, I think they're known for their their wave pool so like mm -hmm. like most most wave pools you've i'm sure you've all been to a wave pool uh they have like you know all of a sudden a big wave comes out or whatever they have an absolutely gigantic wave i mean this pool is huge uh i'd say it's probably about four football fields long five football fields long oh maybe. wow yeah and they have this machine or whatever this mechanism that creates this absolutely gigantic wave. And 
you know, like we would always kind of go up near the front so that we would be the one of the first ones to hit the wave. And then after you're settled down, you look back and you can see this giant wave just going back. It's really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. I actually have never been to Typhoon Lagoon as much as my wife is like obsessed with Disney World. She is not a big fan of water parks. I think it's because her whole family is kind of germaphobes. Um, <laughs> what? They're love you, love, Yeah. Love you all very much. But yeah, they uh, they do not like the germy world. And floating around where little kids have probably peed everywhere um, well, is definitely you not do. their idea of a good time. I mean, that's what you yeah. do. You're, you know what you signed up for. It's pretty much your job. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma's been in the lazy river for 12 hours. Funny. Nobody had to pee. but yeah um so michigan's adventure was a big one we have talked about that in past episodes that was up in muskegon michigan so right on the i wouldn't say right on the lakeshore but within two or three miles of lake michigan and just down the road from that when we were kids there was a smaller water park called pleasure island we used to go there all the time as kids because I, I was lucky enough to have met all of my grandparents, but I had one great-grandparent, my, my great-grandmother, she lived in Muskegon, and we used to go with, like, a bunch of, like, second and third cousins twice removed and all that crap, um, and that place was awesome. Although, I remember one time, I think probably the last time we went there before they finally closed it down, we went the weekend of Labor Day, uh, which is very late oh. in the season in, in Michigan, and I want to say it was probably like 60 degrees and you're getting out of the pool and everyone's lips were blue. And I was, you know, I don't remember when it closed. I must have been like 10 or 11 or something like that. But it was the first time I'd ever seen anyone like and all of our lips were just like purple. Like it was it was almost hypothermic. <laughs> I think I kind of remember that uh, like kind of happening the last time you and me, Brian, went to uh, Michigan Adventures and like mm. it was a great day out. But I, if I remember correctly, I think it got like real cold because a storm came through or something right near yeah. the end, and it was freezing out all of a sudden. Yep, yep. I'm trying to think of any other water parks that I, I may have Wet and Wild. ventured to. You ever been to Wet and Wild? Oh yeah, I, I had never been to Wet and Wild. I, so. I went to Wet and Wild in Vegas. That's a that's amazing. That's a pretty good park. <laughs> At the time of this recording, I have not ever been to Vegas. By the time this is released, I will have just been coming back from Vegas. Uh, we're going for a uh, going with some guys for a Warhammer convention, believe it or not. Oh, so, nice. I feel yeah. I have been denied critical need-to-know information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really am surprised this hasn't come up sooner. Like, we are actually just, uh, at least Paul and myself, are learning this live with you guys. Yeah. I'm looking up yeah. flights. do it man do it (laughs) oh geez Uh, so i don't necessarily consider this a water park but there was another place that had probably three or four locations in in west michigan called craig's cruisers yes and they had bumper boats that's the only reason i'm including the greatest invention ever i agree i agree so what the water cannon on it yes oh gosh you get soaked but Craig's Cruises was known for go-kart tracks, which is how they got their name. And different locations would have other amenities, too. Some have laser tags, some have batting cages. Mini golf. golf. Exactly. But there were a handful of them that also had bumper boats. And similarly, they would keep those open far later in the season than they probably <laughs> should have for being outdoor yeah. bumper boats <laughs> above the frost line. Um, when the water is turning brown and murky and then it freezes over. And what's the yeah. first thing you do when you get in a bumper boat? The, the kind that have the squirt gun on Oh, the you front. just start jamming on that button and spraying whatever you can. Yep. And you go straight for your parents' crotch. You ram that sidewall and you aim high. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys remember these, and this certainly isn't a water park, but while I was doing my research and looking up a lot of old water parks that have since closed, Caesarland came up in my research. Oh, I don't remember that. Not familiar. So Caesarland, for those of you who are not from Michigan and don't know necessarily the tie, so the Detroit Red Wings used to play in a place called the Joe Louis Arena, and it's now the Little Caesars Arena, different location, but it's named after Mike Illich, who owns Little Caesars, based in Detroit. So all over the southeastern 
corner of Michigan, they used to have these like Chuck E. Cheese Discovery Zone knockoffs that were Little Caesar themed. <laughs> I'm looking up pictures right now. They were like, if any of you are from the Grand Rapids area, it looks like that Kid Zone or whatever that was. Uh, uh, Play over World? In... Play World, yeah. Yeah, Play yeah. World. It looks like that. Like, it's literally in a strip mall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there used to be one in Okemos, and my mom's, like, college roommate lived there, and her kids were about me and my brother's age. So, you know, a couple times a year, we'd go out there and play with them, and that was, like, so exciting. And they have them all over, well, they used to, all over Metro Detroit, but I think all of them are closed now. I remember them being absolutely filthy disgusting. Like, they made... They made Chuck E. Cheese look like the Ritz Carlton. Like it was. <laughs> but they were a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I think we would certainly be remiss if we didn't talk about one very important water oh, park. Well, before we before we get there, okay. Um, we haven't even really talked about the main players of the water park. I mean, we kind of just assumed everybody knows these things, and for the most part, you probably all do. Um, but like Adam mentioned, Wave pools are a big fixture at, at water parks. Yep. And basically what that is, it's a regular swimming pool. It's kind of built like the beach. So you kind of go in at a very shallow incline to maybe like four or five feet of water when you get to all the way to the other end. But about every 15 minutes, this huge tidal wave like churn thing would start. And, you know, you'd get like the big pool noodles and stuff like that. Some of the places you could rent like surfboards or boogie boards too. Mm-hmm. There was the Lazy River, like Paul mentioned, which is pretty cool. I mean, you just sit in an inner tube, and it just takes you around you know in a big circle. carnival games where you have to pick out the colored duck out of the pool as it goes in a circle? Yeah. It's like that, but you're the duck. But you're the duck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun. It's fine. I mean, if you're just looking to get some sun, you know, it's a, it's a great way to do that. If you're looking to do something exciting, the wave pool is a much better way to go, as well as water slides. And that's yep. exactly what it sounds like. It would be a very steep slide with water, and you would either go down bareback or you would go down in an inner tube. Sometimes they'd have rafts, and some of them would go straight down. Some would kind of have banks and turns. Some, would... some of them, too, would have, like, especially the ones where you tend to go down on your back, the ones where it's, like, a real steep drop, like, a you know, maybe 80 or, you know, something degree drop. A lot of times they would have also like a little, you know, those foam boogie board things mm -hmm. you can get. Like basically mm -hmm. you'd lay down on one of those and go down. Yep. Yep. And then they would have like splash pads, which are essentially just like almost like little jungle gyms, you know, that, you know. Mm -hmm. So the thing that we were talking about at Splash where they had all the dinosaurs, something kind of like that. Well, then you have the log ride. Yep. There's pretty much always some sort of log ride. That's where you ride in a car that looks like a log and it takes you up and takes you around a couple turns usually and then there's one big drop and when you get to the bottom you hit this kind of pooled up area of water so that when you hit it creates this huge splash that gets people usually there's right. some sort of like viewing bridge on it and it splashes oh, everyone up on the oh, yeah. oh yeah and if you're at yeah. michigan adventure it's filled with the vomit from the corkscrew oh, oh yeah. they just they pump it in right. there <laughs> oh man that's nasty you never notice that it lines up perfect with the turn <laughs> i had it until now and now i can't unsee that um, <laughs> it's similar to like splash mountain at disney world you know yes. so except you don't have all the singing rabbits and all that stuff but Going back to the uh, water slides, so there's, you know, the, the ones I was talking about where it's the real steep drop and usually you just go down on your back. There's maybe like about a two foot platform or whatever that you like initially kind of sit down on and then you lay back and then it's this huge drop into like a long uh, kind of landing zone or whatever where you slow down. Uh, have you guys seen how they updated this monstrosity lately? No. No. Oh, God. Now they have, like, a, a thing. It looks like straight out of a movie. They open up what looks like a cryo tube from, like, Austin Powers. <laughs> and and you stand in that, and then they close it up. And then you stand with, uh, stand like, with your feet together, and then your arms across your chest. And so you're standing there, and then the floor just gives out, and you drop straight down into the slide. 
Nope. Jeez. That's a that's yeah. a nope with a capital N-O from me. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, the first time I saw that, I was thinking, uh, why would anyone ever want to do this? To, to be 100% honest, though, when it comes to water slides in general, with me being a bigger person and because of a really bad incident, I kind of have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to water slides. Oh. So, a few years ago three or four years ago, we went to Great Wolf Lodge in Wisconsin and uh, stayed like three, four days with the with the family and visited with family that lives there. And uh, they have this giant, like, adult-themed water slide. When I say adult, I mean it's like, you know, like 12 and up. Like, you got to be a bigger kid to ride this thing. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Not, not a particularly... No. suggestively shaped water slide no. okay <laughs> although one that vibrates make, while you go down <laughs> you could make that argument for any water slide if you really tried that's uh, just ask freud <laughs> exactly um so you guys know those things that your grandparents used to have the change sorters that you would throw the quarter in and it would spin around the outside of what looked like a megaphone and then eventually it would go through the hole in the center and collect in the bottom yep yeah you know, it seemed like every old person had one for their grandkids, even though we all hated them. <laughs> so this water slide started with that at the top. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, it the water slide was actually on top of the building. So you took either a single person tube or a raft and you walked it up to the top and you could do it in either a single or in a group of two or four. And you walked it up to the top, and that was the first part. And then once you fell into the hole, then it continued to go around a, like a, it looked like a crazy straw. Oh, jeez. And then it did a very, very, very sharp turn, and then another very sharp turn, and then it shot you out into the backside of the wave oh, pool. Oh, jeez. So... I was there with my kids and thus far had avoided every single ride that I wanted to. And there was a, another member of our party who was a very large gentleman. And I mean, I'm not a small person to begin with. I'm a 300 pounder. I'm fully content with that. I'm not sugarcoating it. And he's bigger. Jeez. Okay. So he comes up to me and he said, and you know, he had been uh, taking pictures and doing other things. He goes, I really want to ride that ride, but I don't want to do it alone. And I looked at him and I looked at the slide and I'm like, I need a counterweight. <laughs> so Jeez. along comes my wife's brother, who is maybe 150 pounds soaking wet. And I'm like, <laughs> Sounds he about might right. do it. And then, um, and then comes along Greg and I'm like, Ooh, Greg will do it. And I'm like, wait, now we have a foursome. Is this good? Is this bad? I, I don't know. I convinced Sam because Sam's like, I really don't want to get that wet. And I'm like, man, we're going to balance this raft out. We're going to spin around a lot, but you'll be fine. We won't get wet. I'm lying through my teeth. Cause I don't want to do this alone. <laughs> So we grab a tube or we grab a big raft and we carry the raft up to the top of the building and then we get in position. And when you get to the top, they have two pods on either side of the funnel and uh, each one has two spots where you place your raft and you sit in it. And as we're walking up, they have a big sign that says 600 pound limit. So okay. at this point, if you haven't done the math, I'm at least 300 pounds. The other gentleman is larger. Sam is probably 150. And then we have Greg, who is some healthy mix in the middle. Sure, sure. We have well over 600 pounds. <laughs> so we get to the top, and uh, the guy's like, this is a 600-pound limit. Uh, Sam, who is one of the gentlemen with us, says, oh, we'll be fine. Don't worry. We got this. And I'm like... Okay, what he said. And we get in the raft and get in the loading zone. And uh, we bottom out in the, they have like a little two inch pool that you, you know, tube floats in before the guy pushes you into the thing. So we get in this, uh, we get in the raft and we are bottomed out on the little two inch wave pool where you're supposed to float before it's your turn. You know, they got to clear and make sure the ride is safe that, you know, no one is stuck ahead of you. And then they shove you out. So, 
we're sitting there and we are beached and I mean beached <laughs> and then it comes our turn and the you know high school kid that's trying to push us can't move oh, us oh no so then the other person who's technically the lifeguard on duty comes and between the two of us they push us and of course the largest person goes to the forward part to the center so typically you should spin around this thing a few good times, like probably three or four loops before dropping into the funnel. We did like a quarter loop and then it was like a cork gun that someone just, you know, like pushed the air out. Of. <laughs> We're all hanging onto the tube and we just drop straight into that hole with a hard thud at the first tip of the crazy straw and the whole ride shakes like we actually oh, felt God. the whole thing shake and we're rumbling the whole way down and i'm like i don't know if this is normal the tube is bouncing and we're you know flipping around and then all of a sudden on the very first hairpin turn at the end of the crazy straw the thing goes way up and we almost flip over but not quite and as we're in air i see greg above me because the tube has folded in half and i'm like this isn't good and he comes falling down and lands right on my stomach and knocks the wind out of me at which point we hit the last turn completely flip the tube gets shot into the wave pool with the three of us in one big pile behind it with rug burn and all Oh, jeez. Oh, we we stand up and we get out of the wave pool and the lifeguard comes over to that and says, if you guys do that again, you go two at a time. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. And gosh. I have not been on a water slide since. I don't blame you. That would be <laughs> terrifying. Oh, that kind of uh, segues us very well into what Adam brought up earlier, or was starting to bring up earlier. Yeah. The mother of all defunct parks. Yeah, Adam, why don't, why don't you kind of guide us through that a little bit? So, Paul was the one that brought this to our attention, and we, we really were kind of excited to talk about this, merely for the fact that it ha th this place called Action Park in Vernon, New Jersey, has the distinct... The, the distinct distinction record. the distinct distinction <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's an honor by any means it's just a distinction <laughs> yeah no kidding it is the most dangerous water park in history here's just it, this right here i think really helps to sum up this place so uh we we were sent the wikipedia article on action park to uh, acquaint ourselves with this and in the second paragraph, it says Action Park's popularity went hand in hand with a reputation for poorly designed rides, undertrained, underage staff, intoxicated guests and staff, and a consequently poor safety record. <laughs> At least six people are known to have died oh as a result gosh. of mishaps on rides in the park, and it was given such nicknames as Traction Park, Accident Park, and my favorite, Class Action Park. <laughs> <laughs> So, so th from what the the description of this place was, is it was a water park that was opened in 1978 under the ownership of a company called Great American Recreation. And the problem was, is they created this, a lot of unique water park attractions. The problem, though, was that most of the people who designed these were not... Uh, educated at all in engineering or physics but they could so make rides lot... yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh basically it's like somebody playing roller coaster tycoon or something like that and not having any idea of what they're doing and just slapping together something it's and your drunk it college friends well. on a friday night with a financial backing is what it is uh, yeah 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 it's all it's all your drunk uncles on the Fourth of July. Exactly. Oh, there's a slip and slide. Let's play. <laughs> the the water slide that I'm looking at right now, the perfect definition is your uncle who's intoxicated thinking he can make a water slide. There was one called the Cannonball Loop, in which you go down. It looks like you probably only go down maybe about twenty feet. And then at the bottom of it, there is a loop-de-loop. -loop <laughs> a very immediate loop-de-loop. -loop. <laughs> and, and, the, and the crazy part is, 
when you come out of the loop to loop, there's probably only about three or four feet, and then you're out of sidewalk. And it doesn't. (laughs) It seriously, it doesn't look like you're going into water. It looks like you're going onto a sidewalk in the picture. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog would see that loop to loop. He's like, I wouldn't even do that. Nope. (laughs) Now that you say that, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a coin spin from one of the Sonic games (laughs) that ends with a brick wall. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> a, a spike wall <laughs> going the other way. But yeah, it's uh, that's a place that I was watching some footage on that about how it was kind of a rite of passage if you grew up in North or Central Jersey to go there and um, not die and not die, <laughs> <laughs> which apparently was a much more difficult feat than one would think. Mm. Paul, Future- any of your re- in any of your research of it, of Action Park, did you uh, see any any gems? Well, since we already talked a little bit about the Cannonball Loop, which is the crazy water slide, it's worth noting that employees were reported to have been offered $100 to test it. Wow. Yep. So they built it with not so much of a thought involved person safety, and then they grabbed high school and college kids and said, we'll give you 100 bucks to try this. <laughs> um It's notable that their version of bumper boats uh, were supposedly safer than the super speed boats, but the engines often leaked gasoline because they were like uh, lawnmower style with the pole chain, as opposed to the electric ones that we have here at Craig's Cruisers. So these things uh, leaked gasoline, and uh, because of that, often required medical attention. Not so much fire, just too much gasoline on your skin mixed with the water. Yeah, or splashing your eyes or your nose or something. Yeah, that would really not feel good. They were notoriously small, so tall riders often had to hang their legs over the side of the bumper boats, which led to quite a few fractures via collision. Ooh, ooh. Oh, God. Oh, that sounds horrible. Um, They had a tidal wave pool, which caused probably most of the deaths. Uh, it had at least four drownings. It was a 250-foot wide wave pool, and it would hold 500 oh to 1,000 people. Uh, waves were generated oh. for more than 20 minutes with 10-minute intervals in between them, and there was no alarm to notify the next incoming wave. Oh, that's crazy. That's like the opposite of every other wave pool I've ever been to, where normally it's like, 20 to 30 minutes of nothing, and then all of a sudden, 10 minutes of like, oh, here's the waves. And yeah, yes. it's usually like a giant siren that goes off, like the aggro crag on Guts. Like, it's a very, like, you hear it, and you know that, that, that yeah. shit's about to go down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, and then uh, one of the other fatalities from that park came from the fact that they had, they had uh, something called, like, the Tarzan Swing or the Tarzan Ride or something like that. And one of the uh, guests swung and dropped into the water, but the water was like 50 or 60 degrees as opposed to normally. It's like very, very cool. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah, which, you know, by most standards would be freezing. Like most most, uh, water rides operate at like 70 or 80 degree water. Uh, so why it was that cold, I have no idea, Ugh. but they believe that the guy like went into shock from diving into that cold water. They used to have a skateboard uh, park as part of it as well, and the skateboard park oh, really? uh, uh, resulted in so many injuries that the following summer, they just uh, dug it up and pretended it never existed. <laughs> oh, it wow. pretty much became a garbage huh. pile. That's crazy. The Tamus slide, which was their standard shoot water slide, was called the Kamikaze, and that always made me laugh. The fact that the Tamus <laughs> ride is called the Kamikaze, but the kayak experience has caused death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, and, yeah. I, I can only imagine wh- what these rides looked like, considering these people had no classical training in how to design... Any sort of ride. So the kayak experience had underwater electric fans. Let's think about that for a moment. Oh, no. To agitate the water above and keep the kayaks going. And people would tip over because the kayaks would frequently get stuck in the fans. Oh. 
Oh, jeez. Yep. That doesn't sound like it ended well. Yep. Oh. They had diving cliffs at a water park. Oh, 23 gosh. feet diving I... cliffs wow, over a 16-foot pool. Wow, that's crazy. And the diving cliffs, uh, so people could be swimming in the pool. There, the, the, the pool that caught you was not specific to the diving cliffs. They just had... Um, like the large diving cliff, similar to a high dive, the 16-foot yeah. pool that you could dive into, and uh, people underneath would frequently swim into the deep bend and get cannonballed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How stupid do you have to oh. be to, like, swim underneath where you like people are definitely going to be jumping from? Oh. <laughs> I, I did see, too, I don't know if it was uh, one of the first ones in the U.S. or anything, but they did actually have something called the like aero I'm not sure how to pronounce it aerodium erodium something like that which was one of the first indoor like skydiving simulators Oh yeah they actually have those around here we I've never been to one but they're supposed to be a lot of fun Yeah there was uh when I was down in Texas there was a chain of them uh around that I know there was like two in Houston and then I know I saw like one or two in Austin and stuff like that so they're pretty big around the country I think Yeah yeah so you guys got any uh, final memories or thoughts on water parks? I think we've uh, definitely gave people nightmares <laughs> talking about Action Park. <laughs> Class Action say, Park, I if, love it. <laughs> if you go to YouTube and Google Action Park, or if you're from, or if you go to YouTube and search Action Park documentary, uh, there are several of them. One done by Daily Motion itself, which is absolutely great. Uh, the Chive, yeah. if you're familiar with that website, has whole sections dedicated to uh, Class Action Park. Highly <laughs> recommend that you go check it out, and maybe we'll post some of the content on our Facebook page. Yeah, it would definitely be interesting to see some of those videos. I know I, I was trying to watch one earlier, but my internet wasn't cooperating. <laughs> well, I guess that wraps up our discussion on water parks. Now moving on to... Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! Yes, I have devised a trivia question for my co-host to answer. Whoever is closest will get to lead their chat next time. Paul has Gushers and Adam has Y2K. Are you guys ready? Never. Let's do this. <laughs> You'll do better than I have. Gushers <laughs> is the, the water worst. parks of 2019. <laughs> It'd be a good name for a water park, I think. <laughs> uh, all right, so the first ever indoor water park in the world was built in the West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada in 1985. The first U.S. indoor water park, as we discussed, was built in Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. But what year did that open? So what year did the first water park in the Wisconsin Dells open? Indoor. So it's specific- the first indoor. First okay. indoor. Okay. The first okay. indoor in the world was 1985. When was the first one in the U.S. built? I'm going to say 1987. I'm going to say 1986. Oh, well, I'm sure uh, Paul will be surprised to find out that he was actually closest. The correct answer is 1994. Wow, really? Yep, when the first indoor water park in the United States was built. Um, Just for poops and giggles, which Wisconsin Dells Hotel was the site of this first U.S. indoor water park? Ooh, I don't know. I've never been to the Dells. I have, but in my head, I can only think of the Best Western and the Ho-Chunk Casino. I mean, (laughs) Noah's Ark has a hotel, and a lot of the water parks have the hotel, but I can't think of, like, a hotel chain that exists there. So it is the Polynesian Water Park Resort. And from what I can tell from TripAdvisor... It is a terrible time, and you should never go. <laughs> it is apparently well past its prime. So, um, But it is still there for those who are looking for a cheap, cheap place to go. It's probably way less expensive than Great Wolf Lodge. So 
<laughs> Boy, you're really selling this place up, man. I sure am. I sure am. All right. Well, there you have it. I am the winner and will be guiding us through the land of gushers next time. Adam still has Y2K in his pocket, and now we head to the hopper of imagination to give Brian a new topic. Get down, get in the hopper! <laughs> we also want to remind all our listeners that if there is a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can submit those at our website at www.datingourselvespodcast.com. Yeah. I've picked three categories. Each category has a topic in which Brian will be able to decide on what he wants to do next. So, Brian, are you ready for your categories? Go ahead, Adam. All right. We got TV, we got movie, and we got toys. Ooh, ooh. Mm, That's tough. Let me think. I think it's been a while since we've actually done a movie, isn't it? No, we did Dumbo recently. Um, we haven't had an actual TV show in a while, though. Nope, Rugrats, I lied. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And then Toys we did recently as well with Tamagotchi. You know, I'm going to go with TV show, though. TV show, alright. That is your final answer. Your new topic is the TV show Mighty Max. Ooh. Ooh, Mighty Max, Mighty Max! I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, good choice. Good deal. So, well, that's exciting. So, um, I guess that was it for dating ourselves, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Check out our episode in two weeks when Paul talks about Gushers, and then check out future episodes where Adam will talk about Y2K, and I will talk about my new topic, Mighty Max. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, guys. And if you like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us submissions at datingourselvespodcast at AOL.com. We've got mail. In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback action. We post additional content on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash datingourselvespodcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us there at Dating Ourselves Podcast, and we do the Twitter thing too at Dated Podcast. And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dating. See you at Action Brothers. Yeah, we'll be there. See ya. <laughs> See ya.